Hey friends and family, it is Chris Lowen here again with another episode from Outside the World Podcast. This is a podcast where we have a variety of conversations with different people of different perspectives from what many of us would normally encounter in everyday life. The ideas and topics that we discuss in each of these episodes are there for us to consider, but there is no expectation or pressure for everyone to agree, nor are, e- are these even official positions of Crossview Church. The desire to learn through healthy dialogue from a posture of curiosity without feeling the pressure to agree with everything that is said in each episode. That is the goal, and that is the desire of what we're trying to do with this podcast. So in today's episode, we have a friend of ours on the show named Hossein Abbas Nijar who is a wonderful Muslim gentleman from the Steinbach area. Hossein is an Iranian-born father of two sons, a husband, a businessman, and an electronics engineer. He grew up in the northwestern region of Iran and in a religious Muslim family with deep beliefs in God. After two decades of running his business in Iran, Hossein decided to move to Canada and to start a new life here for his two children. Since arriving in Steinbach, he has been welcomed by people in the community, and he is enjoying life in the community. Please welcome to the show the one and only Hossein Abbasnijad. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome here. It's Chris and Chris with the Crossview Church Outside the Walls podcast. And we're here today with my Muslim friend, Hossein Abbasnijad, who is going to help us in just a moment learn how to pronounce that last name correctly. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have a conversation with him. We want to learn uh, what was it like for him growing up as a Muslim in Iran. And uh, I, this is one of our passions on this Outside the Walls podcast is to talk to people from outside of our walls. And we want to show you how to have a friendship and a conversation, friendly conversations with Muslims and people who are not Christian. So we're really looking forward to this uh, interview with Hussein. Hussein, welcome here. And can you help us to understand how to properly pronounce your last name? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is Abbas Nejat. So, yeah, I have some what? difficulties sometimes uh, here pronouncing it. But <laughs> I ask sometimes people just call me ABB, Hossein ABB. So, oh, Hossein Abba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's so good having you here, Hussein. Uh, why, don't, why don't we just start by jumping right into this? Um, yeah. You and I have known each other. Is it a year now? Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, you're you're my first Muslim friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It is, yeah, almost one year. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, why don't you start by telling everybody a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, Hossein, and a little bit what what that was like where you grew up. Yeah, I'm originally from Iran, or some people call it Iran here, but we pronounce it in Iran, Iran, and uh, it is. uh, it is, uh, we can say that uh, Persians are the majority of people there in Iran. We have some minorities, including Azari Turkish speaking people, which is maybe one third of Iranians. And then we have other minorities. I'm one of those Turkish speaking people. My mother tongue is Turkish and I have learned Persian or Farsi in school only. And then, uh, so, I'm grown in the city of Tabriz, which is northwest of Iran, close to Turkey. It is a mountain area, a relatively cold area, and uh, because Iran so, is so big. winters compared to winters here, what is it? What's it like? Yeah, it, it was not that cold as here, but still we had cold 
uh, winters, we had up to minus 32 there. I had Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think most people, when we think of Iran, we're thinking of something really hot. And I guess parts of the country are, but... Yeah, yeah. Southern part is like that. It is a hot, It has hot weather, but where I'm from is almost cold weather. And in terms of uh, religious, uh, Iranians are al- almost, uh, we can say Muslims, maybe more than 95%. And again, inside of that, they are almost Shia Muslims because we have Shia and Sunni. That's right. right. So yeah. just for people listening, there's, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, Hussein, but there's two major different groups of Muslims yeah, one yeah. is Sunni Muslim, which is most of the Muslim world, and then one is Shia yeah, yeah. Islam, but that which is the the minority in the world, but that's the majority in a in Iran. Yeah, in yeah, Iran. yeah. And would yeah, you would you yeah. would you have both kinds of Muslims represented in Iran, or Iran being mostly one? Iran is uh, known almost to as to be a Shia country. Okay, Shia country, but we have maybe less than 10% of uh, Sunni people, and they are almost in Western side, the, the Kurdish people, and yeah. uh, some of them in the southern border of Persian Gulf up to Eastern part. So it is almost the, the border side of the Iran are Sunni people. Okay. And uh, there is uh, the, the fundamentals of them is the same because we have uh, uh, five main fundamentals in Islam. But then... Uh, we have some differences between Shia and Muslim in, uh, and uh, Sunni Muslims uh, after Prophet. So our Prophet, uh, Honorable Muhammad, when he died, then uh, these two, uh, how, I don't know how to call it, uh, religious, we cannot, because it is yeah. both Islam religious, so sub, sub-religious, subdivisions appeared and uh, some of them uh, believed on some Khalifa, four Khalifas after Prophet. So it was Abu Bakr and up to Ali, which was the son-in-law of the Prophet. So it, they were Sunni, which is translated to uh, traditional Islam. And uh, But in Shia, they said that after Prophet, it was supposed to be Ali, the first Imam, actually meaning the person after Prophet who is managing the, the Muslims. So is it kind of like, it's it's sort of a split over, I, I want to be careful with this, but of like, who yeah, yeah. should be kind of like the Pope? Exactly. Who's the leader of the religion? Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. the Sunnis have a certain, the leaders are these this line of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But at a, like four generations down from the prophet, uh, Muhammad, four generations down, the Shias had a different kind of Pope. If we were to use that, we can't say generations because those caliphs uh, were there for a couple of years, and hmm. then Ali still was just uh, the cousin of Prophet, and also right. he was the son-in-law of the Prophet. So, but Shia said that it was supposed to be after Prophet, as per his instructions, it was supposed to be Ali, the next person who oh, got head of the Muslims, and then. And then uh, most of uh, Shia people believe that 12 generation after Ali has been there. Some believe up to six, some believe up to seven. Got so it. But mainly it is 12. Yeah, 12. So this is the main difference between them. And the thing is that Shia people, when they want to pray, they say that, okay, 
they they say that these holy persons can help us to reach like holy yes yeah 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 holy sorry sorry holy but, uh, you know forgive my bad english first no no your english is great hussein it's great yeah but the sunni you're people good. say you're that good. we have only prophet we don't need any person else got to it talk about and so we just talk with the via prophet to the gods right. so, yeah this so, is the differences between yeah so you coming from iran yeah you you grew up shia yeah now could you tell us a bit like what was your family like like i think people were like we're all curious yeah. what was it like growing up in the city of tabriz in iran yeah. as a muslim what did your dad do for a living? How many siblings yeah. did you have? Did you go to school? Did you go to church? I mean, it wouldn't have been church. Did yeah, you yeah. go to mosque? mosque yeah. Tell us a bit of what life was like growing up. Yeah, uh, my childhood was at uh, early 80s. And uh, then uh, everybody in that area, at least that I was there, were religious people. And uh, in total, we can say in Iran, maybe over 80% of people were real Muslims and believers and they were going to mosque and practicing prayers altogether because in Islam, it is not like Christianity that only one day of the week you go to mosque. You can go every day. And okay, we have, yeah. we have um, prayers in uh, Islam, which is in five times, five times from morning up to late at the night. And it is recommended to do it together with others in mosque, rather than, but still you can do it alone at home. So, right. so yeah, a lot of people would go to mosque to do it together, practice it together. And then we have this uh, Ramadan, which is fasting uh, season, uh, one month every year, every lunar year that we do fasting. So yeah, people doing this. So we, when we were kids, we will, we would going together with my father to mosque and we were enjoying it. So how it. often, how often would your family go? Like what would, like. Maybe at a couple of times a week at least. Yeah. Oh we yeah. Would, okay. Yeah. 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 We would go and then we would uh, enjoy the practicing prayers all together with others and uh, read Quran sometimes all together again. Yeah. This was, this was, uh, but it was, it was very hard days at, uh, actually at that time because we had the war that was imposed from Saddam Hussein to Iran for eight years. It was not right. very easy years. Our the childhood. Iraq, the eight-year yeah, yeah. Iraq-Iran war there in the 80s. Yeah. I don't call it Iraq. Iraq did not attack Iran. It was Saddam Hussein. It was a person who was in charge of that country decided right. to attack Iran. I don't call it Iraq. Maybe not everybody in Iraq was uh, with that right. decision. So, oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. So now back to, so your family would a couple of times go to, to mosque a week. Yeah, so obviously yeah. your, your parents, your mom and dad are, are, are Muslims. Your family is yeah, Muslims. Deep believers. Yeah. Now you've been to one, you've been to a couple of our Crossview church services. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how would mosque going to mosque be uh, different? Like, would you have singing there? Would you have a sermon kind of like we have? What kind of stuff is question. going on there when you go to mosque? Actually, it's like this that there it is almost uh, prayers and reading Quran, but we don't have too much singing. Maybe maybe we have the person who is talking there has something like singing, but it is only that person. Not everybody does it, and everybody listens to that. And then after that, next decades, we, there was a problem that uh, other the politics and these things are mixed with 
our religion uh, programs, unfortunately. And then, especially me and a lot of people like me, uh, so that it is not just religious to go to mosques. So if you want to go there, you should practice some political things and these things. And this was a big mistake. So these days, to be honest with you, if, again, I tried once in Tehran to go to a mosque. But when I went, I saw that it is a very few of religious happening okay. there. Okay, a lot so- of happening there. So I said that I better to, if I want to do some practice something, I do it myself with uh, to hold my heart, you know, at home without considering any distraction or anything like that. So so what you're saying is like one of the things uh, for you that was bothering you in Iran in the mosques was instead of like just teaching uh, Islam, they were mixing in politics. Like what do you mean by that? Like sort of wow. are you talking about hatred for the West? Are you talking about... Like, what, what do you mean by politics, that they were mixing politics into their sermons? I call it a very specialized reading of Islam that system wants to use in his own favor. But it, I think it's very uh, cruel to use people's uh, very pure beliefs in your own purposes, which is the biggest mistake, because religious is something... Uh, you know, related to heart, to a spiritual, to your personality. But politics has a lot of other things and conditions, which sometimes even goes out of control. So mixing yeah. them is a very, very big mistake. And this has caused, unfortunately, that believing in new generations in Iran has decreased a lot. And now maybe you have heard about those unrest. And people say now have started to say that if this is your Islam, we have problem with that. They don't say we have problem with Islam. So yeah, but so you're saying that a lot of young people, a lot yeah. of young people that you know, like from back home, yeah, uh, are rejecting the the politicization of Islam exactly. and the mosque. Exactly. They're rejecting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay that's so maybe, maybe still they are believers, but they have uh, problems with this mixture with it. And even some of them has become unbelievers these days. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, Hussein, I find this very, very fascinating because we have the same problem in Christianity yeah. where, yeah. where we mix in politics with, with our faith. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Chris and I would, would testify to the damage that that has done as well. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So within Christianity, we have such a broad spectrum. You know, we have so many denominations represented within yeah. Christianity. Within Islam, do you see a similar spectrum between kind of a, a progressive versus a, a fundamental uh, Muslim? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something, my experience, because I participated, I think, at least three times in your services in church. And uh, as I told to Chris before, I can't see any differences between, between our learnings and what Chris was talking there as a pastor. I really enjoyed it. There was nothing against each other. So a pure religion, it is all the same. It is for the favor of people to have a better life. The purpose of it is to have a better life and growing the the good spirits on people and people having better hearts and better, uh, you know, thinking about other people. And uh, we, I'm a very strong believer 
Emerson. And I enjoy talking and being with people that are uh, strong believers. And it doesn't matter for me if it is Christian or it is Jewish or any other, or Zoroastrians as we have in Iran or any other, or Baha'is, any other. For me... Could you just right along with what you're saying here, you and me once had a conversation that I thought yeah. was really fascinating. Yeah. And and you told me, you said, Chris, let me tell you why I believe in God. Yeah. And I, yeah. I thought it was fascinating because you, you, you told yeah, me, you said, I am yeah. not an atheist. I, I, there must yeah. be a God. And then you told me why. Would you, would yeah, you yeah. tell everybody those reasons? Yeah. It is discussed always these uh, reasons of uh, proving that God is there. And some of them are philosophical, uh, you know, reasons that I don't know anything about that. It's very professional thing. And uh, when I was university, a big uh, philosopher, we call it philosopher, Mm -hmm. philosophy specialist anyway, was speaking and I was sitting there for two hours. I didn't understand maybe only one or two sentences out of two hours. So it's it's totally different thing. But as an engineer, I'm an engineer. When I look at the, the system of the body, I think that it is engineered really well in the best way. Because during the design, we have overall considerations and, uh, you know, perform best performance of the system we design i can see that body has all with all of these organs and we have equivalent of them in our own design for example we have the brain as cpu we design and systems and we have hand and leg we have actuators there so this this cannot be done uh, by itself this is my mm. understanding or if you look at the universe how it works and all of this physics and this thing some people say that okay it is pure physics it has nothing to do with God. But in my point of view, it is a sign of God for me because yeah. everything is working well. And there is always, it should be a creator behind that. It cannot be just done out of nothing like this. Yeah. Yeah, but I love it. Some philosophical are... reasons as well that I don't know anything about that. But, that. but then you also had, by the way, I find those reasons very compelling too. I, I look at the universe and the human body and I... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It, it speaks to me of how amazing God must be. Inside this Chris, I think that humans always need God to have there, even unbelievers. When you sit in an aircraft, I have done a lot of these flights, and sometimes I had very, very bad bumpy flight, very, very bad. That I every second I thought that the, the aircraft is going to take apart in pieces and then i saw that how everybody is screaming oh god help us oh god and i already knew that this guy says that i'm not a believer so why are you calling the god now so (laughs) at least least in this point of view we all need to have god for us right as a as a very big support for us during our hard times and hard days yeah now, you would have also, you also, in one of our conversations, talked about you've had some spiritual experiences that you can't explain. Do you remember that conversation? Would you want to share those stories at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are some things that I have no idea in, in uh, you know, in point of scientific point of view. Some supernatural things that I have... Uh, I had heard before, I said, no, these things are not exist, but I experienced uh, some people that could 
predict some things or could say something. For example, we were sitting with a person and a lady came and said that, okay, my, somebody has stolen my husband's uh, car and he, it was the only income for us. He was working with that as a taxi. So he said that I'm trying to tell you where it is and try to write it down or keep in your mind. I can't tell you next time. So then he said the address that, okay, you can go by police or yourself to find what is it doing there. Or for example, then he said, oh, our friend is coming here. And a couple of seconds later, we saw that he entered in. So some things are there, but I can't have any reason or explanation on it because it's not my profession. I never talk about something that I don't have a knowledge on it. So but now, yeah. now are you, it sounds like you went to, like, did you go to a fortune teller? And is that okay for Muslims to do? <laughs> uh, you know, technically, technically, it is said that better not to go to these things. But I was really curious to see what's going on. And something is going on. And for example, I had a friend of mine asked him that, okay, we have some difficulties in our business. And do you know where it comes from? And he named the person. In, and he didn't this, know this fortune teller. He named the person that we thought that maybe he's related to all of these pr problems. So he named the person. <laughs> so there is something there, but I have absolutely no explanation on it. Yeah, absolutely. So, and no. this I is how it works. This is part of your reasons why you believe there must be a God. There must be a spiritual yeah, world because, because these things holy, you can't explain. Holy Quran, it is mentioned that. It is, we have humans and we have supernaturals. We have, God says that I have created both. And in both of them, it is told that there are good people in them and bad people in, uh, of them. So, yeah, there are some beliefs and it is told that humans are made from material and those things are made from energy. So this is how we know I can't go too much through that because I don't have that knowledge. Yeah, I think... right. Uh, we would call we would use words like demons or angels yeah. or things like that, or genes. Genes 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 is what you guys would say. Yes, genes. J i n n s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, some, and in Quran we have a, a Quran has some statements one hundred and something. So I don't know how it the word in English. I call it each section maybe. And even we have one section in the name of genes. So it is talked right. about that. Yeah. Now, now something has saying like in your practice of of Islam, yeah, and I think this is what Chris was getting at before, yeah, like like obviously there's so many different kinds of Muslims. Like one of the things, even as we're having this conversation, yeah, that, uh, you know, you are you don't represent. It's like there's so many different kinds of Christians. We have Catholics, we have yeah, yeah, yeah. Orthodox, we have Evangelicals. Yeah. You talk to one per, and I think one of the things I want people to understand is that. Muslims aren't all the same. Mm -mm. So in the same way, like you could, you know, someone could interview a, a, you know, a Catholic or a Greek Orthodox person and then think that they know what all Christians are like. Um, but there's many different kinds of Muslims. Is that, what would you say to that? Yeah, actually, yeah. These the Shia and Sunni are the main divisions, but we have subdivisions, as, as I told you. For example, as far as I know, the Sunnis have four subdivisions. And uh, the Shia has, I suppose, three subdivisions. But the, the, the difference is very small. 
the different small and even even a Sunni person and a Shia person can pray together. Actually, okay. actually, it is said in Shia that you can pray together with a Sunni person. But I think that the other is not that easy that Sunnis can pray together with uh, Shias. But I don't see too much differences between them to make them maybe fighting or right. arguing or anything like this. Right. It is not big differences as long as they believe the same God, the same Holy Quran, the same prophet. So I but, don't see very fundamental differences between. But but not everybody, like, so for example, you, maybe tell us a little bit about, like, like you're, ob- like you and I, I mean, we just get along. We, you and I talk about God. We talk about Islam, Christianity, Jesus. Yeah. We want to get into all of that yet too, some of it. Um, one of the things I've just found, I mean, you're just so friendly to talk about faith. Yeah. Uh, now, many or, or or at least some Muslims probably wouldn't agree with, like, just like there'd be some Christians who, you know, they would be maybe less accepting. Others would be more accepting. You can have all these like spectrums, right? But yeah. like your, your uh, the way you practice Islam is probably different. Like there would be some, there would be a lot of Muslims maybe that you would know too, who would be, who would think, you know, very differently or more like who practice their prayers much more, who would think that Christians are, you know, that we're infidels or, or whatever, or things yeah. like that. Like what, what would you say to that? And what, and how do you practice Islam? Yeah. It depends on the person. If, if the person is a, uh, I, I don't want to use the, the high-educated person. I can say maybe mind-made it. I don't know the exact word in English that has made his brain ready for all of these things. They never think about these differences. They always think about that, okay, Shia and Muslim are and, and Sunni are both Muslims or even Muslims and Christians are, they, they both are practicing, uh, you know, the, the worship of the same God. So there is no reason to make any arguments and try to do some fights or these things. So it depends on the person, Chris, that how how um, interprets, you know, translates that to himself, that how is it? So when uh, I told you that uh, when you want to become a Muslim, one of the prerequisitions is to believe in some other prophets, at least, before uh, Muhammad. And it is the main, main five prophets that we have to, we must believe okay. before we become a Muslim. One of them is uh, Honorable Jesus. Okay, tell us. Okay, that's interesting. Explain yeah. to us these five prophets that as yeah. a Muslim you need to believe in. Who are the five prophets you need to believe in? Yeah, it is uh, mm-hmm. the, the uh, Honorable Ibrahim, Noah, Isis, Moses, and Muhammad, these five. Okay, Okay. so Abraham, and, Noah, yeah. Noah. Moses, Moses, Jesus, Jesus, and Muhammad. Oh, fascinating. I bet you most of the people listening here probably didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It is called (laughs) Ibrahimic religions. Yes. So it comes all from that root. And we never use uh, the the name of those five prophets, at least without the word honorable. We always use it. We we know it. It's very improper if. We just say Jesus. We always say honorable Jesus. Never, okay. ever. Okay. Myself, I never use it without honorable. I can't, especially in my own language, I never can 
tell it just Jesus. We always say honorable Jesus. So right. how would you say honorable Jesus in your language, in the Turkish uh, language? Yeah, it, it is the same in Turkish and Persian for these things, for religious things, because it comes all from Arabic. Yeah. We, and also Hebrew roots. So we call it uh, Hazrat Isa. The Jesus, we call it Isa. Hazrat means um, means honorable. Yeah. So we call it Hazrat Ibrahim, Hazrat Musa, Hazrat Isa, and Hazrat Muhammad, and Hazrat Nu. Yeah. We call it like this. So, yeah, maybe a lot of people don't know this, but yeah, we have full respect on Christianity. And uh, as I told, we know Islam as in continuation of Christianity. This is our belief. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious now, so in, in, within Islam, you have the, the Quran. That's kind of your, yeah. so in yeah. Christianity, we have the Bible and the Bible right. consists of, you know, Old Testament and New Testament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Within the Quran, I'm sure you have different parts. Would it be, you have a different part, kind of like in Christianity? Yeah. Actually, it is not that much deviation between is, uh, Qurans. I'm not a specialized uh, in that side but as far as i know uh, it is not that big differences between versions on, on of quran and maybe even it is called only one one version of it okay. but the thing is that because it is written a couple of uh, scripted or written a couple of years after prophet maybe some things happens in happened in between of Prophet time and the time that they have started to write it down. I don't know this, but uh, we don't have too much variations in Quran. Okay, okay. And the yeah. reason the reason I'm asking that question is because in, within within Christianity we have many different opinions of how to reconcile <laughs> our Old mm-hmm. Testament with the New Testament. And yeah. uh, you know, a lot of Christians would say that the Old Testament is there's there's so much violence. And so mm-hmm. much uh, problematic thing that we have to somehow merge mm-hmm. that together gotcha, with gotcha. with what you see in the New Testament. And so I'm curious, yep. uh, within Islam, you obviously have different interpretation of your Quran, which yeah. leads to different ways of practicing Islam. Can you comment on that? Um, like maybe I, talk about the violence specifically. Like Chris, yes, maybe yeah, that, a specific example would be... Like yeah, some yeah. some Muslims, like there's yeah. some violence in the Old Testament in in, in the Bible. Some Muslims yeah. will quote verses from the Quran that are violent. Yeah. How do you understand those verses? You know, the different understandings from Quran is not that much in principles because our main practices are, are the same: the prayers, the the Hajj as you go to Mecca. Oh, yeah, um, I want to ask you about that later because you've been yeah, on yeah, the Hajj. We'll talk about that. Yeah, the Ramadan and the sins and all of these things and uh, the life after death and these things are discussed. These are the principles of the Islam. It doesn't matter you're a Shia or Sunni or anything else. They all believe on it. So, and there is not too much difference in translating uh, Quran. Uh, between people it is not too much just the differences is after profit and after coming quran that some things happen okay. uh, but in my opinion it is not that big that they start to fight but but there are some groups and some maybe systems that would like it 
to be there, all of these differences, and they want to push those differences and use advantages of them to in other purposes. But okay. it, they are not that big that they can cause some big problems, in my opinion. If, if they are interpreted and teached in the, the correct way, there is no problem to be a Sunni or Shia. You can practice as friends together and nothing happens. Yeah. Now, like, what would you say? Because again, a lot of like, you know, ever since 9-11, right? So 9-11, yeah. when the planes flew into the towers in New York City, yeah, 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 yeah. for a lot of us in the West, yeah. we kind of grew up with, yeah. you know, thinking this i know this is terrible but, yeah, but yeah. a lot of people thinking muslims are terrorists or yeah, all yeah. muslims agree with this so yeah. so clearly some muslims understand the quran to say that they need to 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 do some violence but uh, but obviously a lot of other muslims don't you know um, if we talk about the pure islam itself it is like Christianity talking only about peace and have a better life for everybody and helping other people. As I told you, uh, we have to believe Christianity before being a Muslim and we have full respect on it. So yeah. how, how it is said that, yeah, it is a, uh, you know, a command or something from Islam that, okay, go and attack everyone. No, no, there is not such a thing. There is not such a thing at all. So everything has happened. It's a decisions, but by groups and some systems. It, it is not what Islam says. Not, not. Islam is a beautiful religion and says that, okay, you believe in God and be friendly with everybody. And uh, it is not like that. I'm totally against that belief. Yeah. Now, I want to come back to the Hajj in just a second. I just want to ask yeah. one more. Uh, yeah. Because again, many, many people, and again, there are Muslims who will yeah. understand things differently than you, but mm -hmm. are you growing up in Tabriz and you have run a business, you still have a business in Iran. Yeah. Uh, you've been to Tehran, all these things. Yeah. In your experience, a lot of the people in Iran, because when we think of Iran, we think of quite an extreme sort of a scary country. That's what we see on the news. Are there a lot of people like you? Like, what is your family like? Do they agree with you about peace, about not having political, you know, violence being preached in mosques and stuff? Are there? Do you have a lot of friends back home who agree with you, or are you sort of a, a real minority in Iran? I don't have any one friend, even one friend, who does not agree this, because I never become with a friend with, you know, corrupted mentalities if i can right. say this so maybe over at least 80 90 percent of people in iran at least believe like this they don't say that we need to do this and and uh, as i told you these things coming from some systems and some groups that they uh, talk about violence and maybe attacking others and and even other muslims not only it is not about attacking out of Islam. I mean, they're always talking, attacking. Look at ISIS thing that happened. ISIS, and they, yeah. Every, yeah, yeah. They were every, every day telling that we're going to take Syria and Iraq. But they said that our main aim is to take Iran. You know? So why? Why these, these things should happen? And both are Muslims. So it 
it all comes from lack of uh, education or something like uh, well understanding this thing. But I think as time goes, people everywhere in the world uh, are having more awareness of the facts and realities, and we will face less problems in this regard, I suppose. This is my belief. I, I want to ask you now about the Hajj, but I just want to I just want to summarize because I think it's yeah. come up now twice in this conversation, and I know yeah. I've heard it from you before. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think there are some implications even for Christians, but it you have said a couple of times that when there's a difference between educated people within Islam, yeah, and non-educated, that those who have education who have been exposed to more of the world who are more well-read. Mm-hmm. tend to be more peaceful and understanding of a lot of things. Whereas those who are, don't have that privilege uh, uh, maybe, and then are maybe in areas where they're having certain things preached to them. Yeah. yeah. That that's a big problem. Actually, when I say educated, I don't mean a university degree or anything like this. I mean, uh, really religiously educated well or wrong. Mm. Okay. With good beliefs and instructions or bad beliefs and instructions. That, So when I mean education, I mean this. Right. So we have a lot of educated people are even unbeliever, unbelievers. So it has nothing yeah. to do with that. So I need to clarify this. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell us, I, I've loved hearing some of your stories about the Hajj. So for everybody listening yeah, yeah. again, there's, yeah, yeah. there's five things that Muslims are supposed to do. Right, yeah, the yeah. five pillars. So yeah, one yeah. is one is you're supposed to pray five times a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and one of them is that every Muslim, if they can afford it, is supposed yeah. to go on a pilgrimage, which you guys yeah. call the Hajj. Hajj, yeah, yeah. To uh, this city in Saudi Arabia that's now in Saudi Arabia called Mecca. Mecca. Yeah, so yeah. millions and millions of Muslims do yeah, this yeah. every year. Yeah, yeah. And you, as a good Muslim, have made this trip, this pilgrimage yeah. to Mecca called the Hajj. Yeah. Can you tell, what is it like? There's so many people there. What do you do there? Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you wearing? What are you eating? Is it yeah, yeah. packed with I, people? What's it like? Yeah, Hajj is a, we can say, ceremony that uh, is done once every lunar year that you go to a, a special and it has a special schedule for that and uh, you have to do some special things there up to last day and then you finish it and come back to your country and it is called the big hajj or main hajj okay and and everybody from different countries every country has a has a you know dedicated amount of people now these days agreed that can go there for example from Iran every year nearly one hundred thousand people can go. Oh, so, so there's like a quota per country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. So and Iran and gets a hundred thousand people. Yeah, yeah. Saudi and Arabia is, gets another number. Yeah, there is a line. You need to wait sometimes thirty or forty years to be your turn. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then they start from <laughs> elder people stand and then goes to. Uh, yeah, younger ones. So this is the big hash that happens and at a, a special time of the lunar year. But it's still nothing stops you from going to Mecca and do the other hatch, which is a more personal hatch. So it, it, it has some instructions, but it shouldn't be exactly in the same way as the main one. 
and the main one is relatively more expensive. But when you have uh, ability to do that, you can go to do the, the, the other one that I have done it. I think, yeah, it was 10 years ago. We went there and uh, it was really good and spiritual. I really enjoyed it. So when you're entering Mecca, Mecca has been the city that our prophet raised and became a prophet there. So the place that he had all of these uh, revolu revolution, revelations, like revelations, sorry, yeah, yeah, it was there. We could see there that what very first time it happened and he became a prophet and all the events in our Islam, Islamic history were in that city, Mecca. So it was a big thing for us to go and see all of those places that has discussed even in Quran and uh, in our history, Islamic history. So yeah, it was very good. We really enjoyed it. And when you want to enter Mecca, just out of city, you need to change your clothes. You have, you have to have white uh, towels, okay. white towels clean and that I think that philosophy of it is that everyone to be equal, equal. Everybody wears the same. So you don't say that, okay, I'm a rich person. I'm from blah, blah. The other one is like this. So everyone is equal. So nobody's wearing jeans and t-shirts. No. Everybody's wearing like white robes. No, 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 yeah. no. Until you finish your all of your uh, things to do there. That, that day you finish, then you are free to wear as you want but since you enter then and up to finishing of all of those things that have may take a couple of days you have to obey some restrictions and you try to not to lie at all and do any scenes and this to be it is always told to be like that but there it is told that have some special respect to the holy city of mecca because it is holy city called holy city and you should be much more cautious about what you talk, how you look, and what you do. Yeah. Hmm. So you should always not be sinning. But when you're yeah. in Mecca, you should really work hard not it, to sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, it is said that it is, uh, it is a, even a bigger sin that you have no respect to where a holy place hmm. that you are in. And why you have gone there, if you wanted to do all of this, better not to go. Or... Now, one of the things, so you have a list of things, uh, and we don't have time to probably to talk about all of them, mm -hmm. but just, so everybody's wearing these white robes, everybody's yeah. the same, yeah. you know, millions of people. Yeah. Now you go to this one place, it's called the Kaaba. It's like a, it's like a yeah, black yeah. stone. Okay. It is a, yeah. Cube. A, a cube. A cube. Yeah. Yeah. cube. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then, so what, what's the ritual? Because you see people, you'll see pictures of this like in National Geographic, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. What yeah. happens at the Kaaba and did you do the, the Kaaba thing? In Quran, it is said that Kaaba is made by Abraham, Honorable Abraham. Okay. And he has made it together with help of even his wives and kids, you know, he has made it. And sometimes it is said that uh, it has been even some remains before Abraham. So it, it is very, very special geographical spot that has been made for, for I don't know, centuries before that. And then at uh, even when our prophet was there and even uh, before Islam, just, just years before Islam, that our prophet was there, the Kaaba was there. So it is a very, very long history behind that. 
and it is not just but but because the city was the origin of islam and it is known as the the main mosque of islam is made around it masjid al-haram masjid al-haram means the main mosque so is there so yeah. so now lots and lots of people thousands of people at a time will go yeah. to this this huge black yeah. cube this kaaba yeah. which is inside the main mosque of all of islam and then what happens and then you have to uh, it has special instructions but you have to turn around it seven times and it is said that world the universe is created by god in seven days and seven nights okay it is mm. in the beliefs and it is said that by each round you remind all of those steps and all of those days of creation and you say that okay i'm a part of this uh, this uh, process and uh, i always say that okay this universe has created by god and mm. i'm here to make this belief again tell that it's only god there that we believe mm. so thousands yeah. of you are kind of marching around this huge black yeah. cube seven times seven, seven times and if you are and if you are married then you need to do another one for your marriage oh, okay and if you forget to do that you cannot go back to your wife oh. <laughs> <laughs> do that. so so maybe some guys intentionally forget but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now yeah. Did, has your wife, your lovely wife, Nada, yeah. has yeah. she uh, done the Hajj as well? And did yeah, she we, go around the Kaaba? Yeah, we went together with family, with my son and my son was very, both were there, my sons and uh, one mother and were, was there. So yeah, it was very good. We, will, we do it, so did cool. it as a family team. Yeah. We're, we're getting closer to the end. And I also want to give Chris another shot too. And maybe he wants to clarify this one. I, I wanted to hear, obviously you're a Muslim. Uh, we're Christians. Uh, but would you tell us as a Muslim, uh, I mean, I've been really amazed how very respectful you are uh, to Jesus. Yeah. And, and again, we know that you're one Muslim. There's many different Muslims. But for you and how you've grown up and the Muslims that you're part of, what do you think about Jesus and and why do you respect him so much? Yeah, we know him as a prophet has come from God's side. He is assigned by God to come there and help people to have better life. And uh, we have full respect. We know him, the, the symbol of peace and the humanity and being a very kind person as the same as our own prophet. We don't see difference between them. So they both were there uh, to help the people to have a better life and change their life. We all heard about the, the horrible stories before happening before all of those prophets happening there. But they have come there to say people that, okay, be kind to each other and uh, Let's make a world a better place using the instructions from God. Yeah, we have full respect to uh, Honorable Jesus. And we, again, in Islam, it is believed that when uh, he was going to be cross, on yeah, cross. Yeah, crucified, yeah. Yeah, cross. Yeah. So Muslims believe that uh, Honorable Jesus never died at that time. Right. And mm. he's alive somewhere and he will come back 
again at the end of, uh, I don't know, time together with our own savior together to right. save the world from the current situation. Yeah, this is the beliefs that we have. And we are happy that so cool. he will be there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm curious, and that's that's super fascinating. Um, I'm curious. So what what do you as Muslim believe about uh, forgiveness? Yeah, like for some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking with Chris the other day about this. Uh, in Islam, we consider two type of sins. One is sins related to God, and one sins related to other people. So okay. when you get okay. When you get cheat on some people, get his money or doing some bad things to other people, I don't know anything. It is one thing, but when you do not do your prayers well or you have something, you know, with God that you don't do properly, it is a sin to God. So there is a big difference between them, and we believe that uh, the sins to God can be forgiven by God and will be forgiven by God finally. If you say that, okay, I'm sorry about what I have done and this thing. But seeing bad things that you have done to other people, it's not anything easy to be forgiven. And God says that it is not something that I forgive you. You should ask for forgiveness of the same person yourself before you die. So before even going to Hajj, people try to make everybody happy. They ask the others, are you happy with me? Are you happy? Nothing and we say that if you have done such a bad thing to other person and he's not happy with you what is the point of spending money and going to that hedge and these things right. so it is yeah. pointless so yeah this is the main difference so our understanding say that if you have done anything bad thing to other people try to make them happy and then so if yeah. you make it right so because it, it, it's interesting uh Hussein, the reason we're asking these questions is lots of us as christians yeah, we think certain things about Islam, but that that in some cases just aren't accurate. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we talk about Muslims not believing that they can ever find forgiveness. No, but what you're saying is so there's these two there's these two kinds of sins. One is yeah. like I didn't do my prayers right. I didn't you know there's sins against God, and you can ask him for forgiveness. He forgives you, and he will do definitely. Yeah. And then there's sins against people. And what you're saying there is God will only forgive you if you first go and make it right with the person. Like exactly. don't bother exactly. asking him for forgiveness exactly. if you haven't asked exactly. the person. Exactly. Don't waste your time. First of all, make everybody happy and then go to God. And God definitely will forgive you. Definitely. There is no doubt on it. Yeah. Okay. Now, this has just been so... Uh, it's been so fascinating, Hussein. Uh, well, I think you made a new friend today with the other Chris. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know oh, what? I want to yeah. meet for coffee sometime. I, yeah. I would love yeah, to talk with you. I'd like to ask one, one more question and then I'll let uh, Chris uh, wrap up this time. But when you were now living in the West and yeah. living among, among the people in the West, what would yeah. be their misconception of Muslim that bothers you the most and what can we do to maybe address or change that mis misconception? What do you mean by misconception? Bad image or something? But I yes. don't understand. Yes, bad yes. image. Have you noticed yeah, like a, that we Canadians yeah. have have wrong thinking about Muslims that anything yeah. that you notice? Yeah, you just uh, told that, that uh, some beliefs you had already 
about yeah. uh, Muslim, not only you, I mean, in total in West, mm-hmm. and it, it should be changed. The more you you focus on differences and problems, the problems raise. So you should have a, everybody, I mean, should have a, a right image about Islam. And also Muslims, we have Muslims that have very bad images about Christians and these things. Yeah. And even maybe you ask some Muslims, they say that, oh, Christians believe God? Oh, come on. So we have these bad images <laughs> everywhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. That should be corrected. But I'm so confident that with the social uh, media and internet and increasing of awareness, things cannot be reflected in wrong way. That's so that. now things are moving to toward clarification and being clear more and more and this will work so this is the right education that people will get so yeah. and now i think that the bias on media is in decrease and i know the, the bias, bias yes bias is decreasing bias. i think okay yeah 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 the, the bias on media has been one of the main reasons that all of these bad images has happened absolutely yeah. sometimes on purpose sometimes without purpose yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. that actually just triggered one more que- question yeah. saying that's yeah. something I think is maybe one of the most important things for some of our listeners to hear. And one of the things that has really encouraged me and many of our conversations is, yeah. uh, what do you think about our, like the freedoms we have here, like here in Canada mm-hmm. and in Steinbeck, that's a great question. Like, yeah, yeah. you've heard people say, you know, I mean, you've seen, you and I've talked about this, the signs yeah. that say, F Trudeau, okay, yeah, yeah, very yeah. vulgar. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. What What do you think about like compared to some of the things you've experienced back home in Iran that are going on there? Compare yeah. what we have here to what we have there. Yeah, yeah, very, very essential question, very essential. And maybe this is the reason that why I'm here. You know, immigration is a very, very big decision very fundamental change in your life you change everything you come from other side of globe to other side and uh, and everything is changed it's a uh, it's it, it's not that easy to make that big decision and it should be a very important reason behind that and this is freedom this is freedom so if you go to my country and you talk about system the next day you will be disappeared and it is happening every day you know, like and, people just disappeared, like the government yeah, yeah. just takes them. Exactly. And they say you cannot talk against this. Oh, why? Why they can talking and demanding more is the, the reason of improving of the societies. How you can expect that somebody sitting there and he thinks that he's a holy person and nobody can talk to him. And they have made a holy person there that if you talk against him, they say, oh, how? You dare talking against and asking questions. Why? Why should you ask questions about even even you cannot ask questions, you know? And uh, so I had my own life. I had my own family. I had my own business. I was making my money there. But I decided then that let's move to a place that I have freedom. I have freedom on everything. So we believe that in Islam, it is not mandatory, for example, wearing hijab. And they say, no, you must wear hijab based on Islam. Why? It is not there. And you are pushing. Look at, for example, Saudi Arabia or any other 
Islamic countries like Turkey, like Malaysia and all of these things, they don't force you to do that. And they say you're free to use it or not to use it. And it is always said one of the main instructions in Islam, there is no mandation in Islam. So why, while it is no mandation, why you are doing this? So all of these things uh, really are big problems because ladies don't want to eat some of them. Some of them, yeah, they like it. And even the ladies with hijab, they say that we, we want this to not to be mandatory. I want to select it myself to cover it. And even the, the ladies with hijab, they are against mandate. And they say, you should leave everybody free to do that. So there are a lot of these things there that really makes you unhappy. And I'm here. And when I see people that complaining uh, that the government, current government. Here in Canada. I say that, yeah, in Canada, I say that, yeah, that's right. You should demand for better every day, every single day, of course. But, but at the same time, I always ask Canadians, you should know that we are already, if you compare it to the conditions of the countries like Iran or other things, you can see that there is a, a very big amount of, a large amount of freedom here that you can talk, you can uh, act as you like and you believe. Yeah, it's a very, very big difference. So yeah, it is like this. Well, Hussein, it's been wonderful talking to you. Uh, there would be things, obviously, as, as Christians, we would have some beliefs different about Jesus, and yet we can be friends. Yes. Yeah, we can be friends together. We can be at peace together. Exactly. Uh, we can talk about God together. You and I have talked about praying, you know, and, yeah. and you'll share with me, please pray for this or please pray for that. Yeah, stops us to be yeah, having such a conversation. Yeah. yeah, I love I love the friendship. And yeah. uh, we look forward to to that f more of that down the road and and as uh, and getting to know your family and all of that. Thanks so much yeah. for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. That is it for another awesome conversation. Make sure you come back again in two weeks for our next episode. And again, if this show has been one that you have enjoyed and you're excited about, please help us out by liking, subscribing and sharing this podcast as more episodes are released. If you have any questions about anything that has been said in these episodes, please let us know at outside the wall at crossviewchurch.ca. Thank you, and we'll see you again.